Welcome to an analog edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, your lifelong friend, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man I simply refer to as the King Dong of Pong. I give you the Brent. I'm actually horrible at Pong in all its iterations. <laughs> you just blew it for me, Brent. Sorry, man. The truth has to be known. Pong, so. my worst possible games. I'm not good with rotary controls. <laughs> all that said, this week, we spun the wheel, we made the deal, and the deal we're going with, my friends, is bam, it's consoles from Benetton. Now, Benetton. Benetton may not be something you've ever heard of. I know I didn't know who the heck they were. Not a uh, single little itty bitty bit of them. But this was a uh, uh, this was a pie piece that got us going down the research road. Uh, Benetton's consoles that we're going to be looking at are based around bam. The AY-3-8500 chip, this was a chip that was uh, heavily used in integrated circuits that did ball and paddle games, right? So all the games, all the consoles we're going to look at today are based around this chip and all come from the company Benetton. These were all the rage uh, back in the, in the mid-70s. Uh, yes. I guess the first time I had a Pong experience, uh, the Brent, was one of our relatives had one. I had sat down and played it, and I, I've mentioned this before, but truth of the matter is, the uh, amazing part of these machines to me was the fact that you could control something on the TV. Absolutely. Like that in itself. You were broadcasting on TV, brother. You were a TV star. Now, when you're a little kid, you don't realize that you're just broadcasting locally, and it's a stick and a little dot bouncing around. <laughs> But it was quite remarkable to me back in the day just to be able to play this stuff on the TV and and have a look at it. Do you recall you your first this, Pong? Well, what this made me do is I wanted to be able to control people on TV. Yeah, I remember that distinctly. After playing Pong, I was like, okay, I've got this sort of power, you know, and this is cool. I'm I'm, I'm controlling things on TV, but now I want to make I want to be able to tell the people on TV what to do. And it, well, you, it, it, it obviously didn't work out so well. And then yeah, we had they, FMV games, and I found out that was a horrible idea, and I didn't really <laughs> want that. There you go. So we thought before we dove into the Benetton, we'd chat a little bit about Pong systems in general, uh, the Brent. Brent took a little dive into this. What do you got, the Brent? Aaron, I am so glad that we did this episode. Because oh, okay. it, it made me look back at history, right? And really... because. I was born in 77. Yeah. So Pong was had come and gone in its earliest forms before I even existed. Uh, <laughs> so I, I really didn't look back. I can't look back fondly on Pong games because I didn't really play them. I played them after the fact. So if you go back to 1982, right, Pong hits the arcades. Huge hit. This The next game to come out that actually did anything was in uh, 74 speed race, which was, so you've already got a divide. You've got your pong games, which we're just going to call them paddle games. And you've yeah. got your racing games, right? Okay. Everything for the next like five years were variations of these two types of games. And we're going to, I'm not going to go down the driving one because uh, that's not what we're talking about today, but I'm going to shoot from the Pong ones. In 1975, Gunfight came out, right? All right. Now you might think, well, how is that a Pong game? 
it is because of the positioning of the men both on on either side of the screen and they are controlling dots that travel across the screen so it was it, and it has been credited with being inspired by pong it's right. pong with more control right yeah now, it's obviously a different game but that's that's how where it came from now let's jump forward a little bit to when uh space invaders was released 1978 the creators of space invaders said that his main source of inspiration was pong and gunfight he wanted to take those two games which have this the same kind of basic players on the side of the screen and kind of mesh them with also breakout clones which breakout clones obviously from the pong era but single player pong basically yeah and that's how we got space invaders so now pong has inadvertently inspired the shooting generation of the late 70s and of course space invaders spawns off tons of different clones you know your galaxians your galagas uh all that sort of thing and it all comes from pong right yeah i'll buy it if you if you think about it because i never really thought well pong is basically space invaders and space invaders is such a launching pad for other games that the influence Pong had, see for me, Pong was just the simplest thing you could do to get something on a screen. But if you remove that kind of mindset, these people didn't, first of all, they were limited by the technology, obviously, right? But they also didn't have the understanding of what people wanted in a video game. So to be safe, you take something that's like Pong and you stay in that wheelhouse and you get Space Invaders. And then from there, you've got all these other games and they're all just variations of Pong or driving games. Like I said, there's a branch right at the beginning where you've got your driving games and Pong. So we really have to thank Pong not only for being the the technology side of video games, but it spawned so many games, the concept-wise, which I never thought about until this week. I never, so I, thought I never that was thought very about interesting. I never thought about Space Invaders and Pong being totally similar. But now that I think about it, I can see where you're coming from there. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, uh, you know, you it's it's hard to look back and make those connections unless you really read on what people's inspirations were. Yeah, And the guy that came up with Space Invaders was very honest. He was like, listen, I played Gunfight, I played Pong, and I said, you know, how can I make, kind of mesh this experience and give some, give the world something completely new? And he did it, and it was, you know, the birth of video games. You know, a lot of the, a, a lot of the big players uh, back in the day had these Pong consoles, and since we're talking about the uh, AY3 uh, 8500 chip, listen to this rundown. These are various uh, manufacturers that use this chip in their Pong system. So you had Sears, uh, Hockey Pong, the Coleco Telstar series, which that's about a million consoles right there. 
you've got the Odyssey series all the way from the uh, Odyssey 300 up to the 3000. This predates the Odyssey 2, which, of course, moved on to a much more advanced processor. The Radio Shack TV scoreboards, the Unisonic Sportsman, the Philips Telestar game, uh, the Play-O-Tronic, I like the name of that one, the Video Master, the APF TV Fun, you got to have fun, Sports Master, the, here's another great one, the Prinztronic Micro 10 Deluxe Color TV game, that's a mouthful, the Amiprod television game, and the Adman Grandstand, which we uh, had a cup of coffee with. So you've got a lot of action on this chip. We're going to concentrate pretty much specifically on one of the Benetton consoles, but we're going to take a look at all of them, uh, the Brent. The one we went ahead and concentrated on was the Benetton. This is the original Benetton console uh, that released uh, to start the whole showdown for Benetton. It's the Benetton TV Master MK4 home yes. game system. Now, uh, this the 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 debuts and dates of these things are sort of uh, up in the air. Okay, and okay. so I, I a lot of them just say 1977, but there could be uh, some that were. I saw people commenting that they had theirs in in 76, for example. So there's a there's you know no one knows for sure. They didn't really take care of that sort of thing back in the day. That's true. Um, this was a uh, of course uh, came out of the UK as all these did, <clears throat> and this of course ran on the uh, AY three dash eighty five hundred. This had four built in games and a black and white display and a built in speaker. It was RF as one would imagine. Uh, you needed six six D batteries for this thing, so it was. Gonna be- <laughs> <laughs> I always love the bit, the D batteries. Uh, you also could get an external power supply for it, and it came with two paddles. Now, uh, this game, uh, this machine was pretty much top of the line back when it was released. Uh, it does have the little paddles on it, and it does have the four games, but you also got a bunch of options. Uh, if you are watching the video of this, you will see to the le- on the left side of the console, you've got a bunch of switches. Are there banks and banks of switches? Those switches are uh, there to do things such as turn the sound on and off, uh, change the speed, change the angles, uh, turn on and off auto serve, stuff like that. And then you'll see on the right, you have four different boxes, and each box uh, represents a different event. Uh, Now, we all know how these Pong games go, uh, the Brent. The events are basically different types of Pong. It's not like you're gonna, there's going to yeah. be a radically different game that pops up <laughs> when you pick these. Uh, now, of course, this was a black and white machine. So some of these old Pong machines would have that sort of cellophane sort of a, a screen uh, cover. I did not see anyone talking about this, so I'm assuming this never had no, that sort of thing. No, I, I don't believe the these had overlays. And so what you've got here, are, of course, are different versions of Pong. So what do you got? What do you get for your money on this? You get, you get really, real to be honest, with you, you're only getting three games. You're getting squash, football, and tennis. Okay, football in this case meaning soccer. If you're in the states, um, <laughs> let's talk about the. Let's go through these the easiest and more complex. First, you've got tennis. Okay, tennis is 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 two player pong. 
each side has a paddle. You're on a like uh, you're on a, a a board, and you whack the ball back and forth. And when you miss, uh, the other guy gets a point. Pretty basic stuff. Yep. Uh, then you've got squash. Squash is where you're both on the same side, and you have to take turns hitting the ball up against uh, the wall, if you will, the computer wall. And if when you miss, if it's your turn to hit the ball and you miss it, your opponent gets a point. Simple stuff. Then you've got uh, football, which effectively adds an extra, uh, an extra controllable defender. So, so it's like tennis with two extra guys basically on, on each side. Uh, and then finally, you've got squash practice. Now, I should mention all these games that I've mentioned are two player. There was yeah. no AI. You couldn't no. flip on the, t- the the one the one player option. Uh, with with squash practice, you basically this is the most remedial. You hit the ball up against the wall over and over, and every yep. time you miss the ball, you there's a point scored. I don't know exactly who gets that point. The computer. Let's go with that. Yeah, the wall. Um, you amongst the aside from the other options I mentioned, you also have the option of 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 uh, increasing or decreasing the size of your paddle to increase difficulty. This stuff was actually fairly standard for the day. Yeah. Um, what do you think? And I, I know we both went through these things and, and fiddled with it. What did you think of this thing? I mean, did it? To me, it just seemed like all the other ones to be completely well, blunt. You with. did. You did forget to mention. Um, maybe you're going to do it later. But yeah. there is a a a half game in there. The way the 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 pentatone works is you actually to select a game, you slide a switch up yeah. and down a panel, right? Yeah, that's uh, and right. it. it, it rest on one of the four game modes like a notch yeah right and if you put it in this in the very middle where there technically isn't a game okay i don't know about this it glitches out a little bit okay and and you'll be playing uh uh football but the left side will have a third paddle that they can control, it kind of it sets just off of where the second paddle for the other player is, and so you essentially get a, a little bit of a bonus, or the other team gets a little bit of a handicap. So, and it's not programmed in; it's just that the game doesn't know how to recognize in between those two, you know, switches. So it just kind of glitches out. But I thought that was kind of interesting. No, I, uh, I didn't know about that. That's interesting. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and yeah. the thing is, that's the kind of stuff you would do if you were bored. You know, when you had these pong machines, you played enough pong. I can see, I can absolutely see. It's like, what happens if we put the knob in the middle? <laughs> that's <Yeah>. absolutely <laughs> something I can see doing. Uh, did you actually, what did you? Wondered, did, I always ahead. wondered why they didn't call these uh, foosball in, instead of going with football or or uh, hockey or any of the other names. Because really, foosball is a lot closer to what you've got. You've got a goalie, and then you've got an up guy. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. This, yeah. for what it is, now you're not gonna go. You're not gonna uh, spend a hundred hours on this. Uh, you know, the replayability is solely nostalgic, or uh, you know you you and your brother or your buddy or or your mom and your dad, they grew up with this and they were wanting to play it again. Uh, the speed, being able to adjust the speed, very good. Being able to adjust the paddle size, very good. 
it would have been awesome if you could adjust the speed or the or the pedal size, I mean, for just one player, but I don't believe that was an option. You know, that kind of handicapped someone who was really good. Yeah. But that's okay. You know, I'm not going to down it for that. <clears throat> this is a solid option for a home way of playing Pong. It has a lot of features that a lot of other games had. We're, we're not here to debate that. But the, the features it had were really good. However, its hit detection does come into play. Uh, sometimes you can be right on the ball, and the ball will just go right through your paddle, and that's old gaming, baby. It, it's just the way yep. it is. So you, you do have to realize that's a thing. Uh, but it's a good console. It's a good console. What can you, you know, it's, it's among the first, if not the first. So how can you go wrong, right? I want to I want to mention that one of the reasons this this uh, even came up on the wheel is uh, if you have a Mister, uh, they have released a core, which is how we played this, by the way, because uh, we did not have a Benetton TV Master MK4. Uh, uh, but and if you uh, we do want to the... get one of these, it's analog only. Be aware of yeah. that. It plugs into uh, your your uh, antenna slot, yeah, so you have RF. to have a TV that that supports that. Uh, but we we played this on the Mister Core, and I will say the Mister Core for this uh, it it does what you would think it does uh, it has a few frills, uh, which includes changing uh, the background colors. But I, I'll get to a reason why that's not uh, unexpected. It does have the options that you would that you get on this thing. I was disappointed that the core didn't support the more uh, the more advanced Benetones that we're going to talk about. But uh, maybe they're going to add that down the road. Uh, but the, this does play, you can play squash, you can play all the stuff, you can play by yourself. Uh, it does support the analog controls. So th that's so if you're interested in trying this on your own, I also, I saw that these Benetones were around. Like, I didn't go through and price them, but I saw that you could, people had picked them up. They made them in a million of these things, so they're not that difficult to get hold of if you're looking for one. They're very affordable. Yeah, yeah especially if you're in the UK, because yeah. uh, that's where these things are native to. You can yeah. pick them up. I think uh, some people in the Discord were saying they picked them up for you know less than fifty dollars. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and piece of, course, of history right there. One thing I should mention is apparently they're quite robust. Uh, so if you had, as long as you had one where the batteries didn't get in there and mess it up, uh, you these things tend to last, which is funny because that's the way a lot of these old electronics are. They were simple, but that made them uh, easier to maintain. Now, so that right there is that's the big dog of the Benetton family in terms of the one that led the race. And I've, I've, again, I didn't, I wasn't able to confirm this fully, but I've, from what I read, this was the, one of the higher selling ones, if not the highest selling uh, yeah, one. Yeah, the but first it, one out always going to be. But right? it certainly was not the only one because I, we're going to talk about uh, some of the other models here uh, uh, while we're at it. So I want to talk firstly about the Benetton uh, this right here, we're going to talk about is the Benetton, uh, man, there it is, Benetton TV Master 4 Plus 2. What a name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the TV Master 4 Plus 2. Okay, so again, this uh, this was uh, running uh, pretty much on the same technology 
this game includes six uh, games. That's the four plus two, by the way. Uh, this has squash, squash practice, football, tennis, target, and shooting. Okay. So yep. this one uh, has uh, a, a gun games in it. Now, I'm going to tell you something right off because I've got all the models this thing listed. The TV Master 4 Plus 2, okay, it's the exact same system as the TV Master MK6, okay? It's exactly the same, except that the light gun is only optional while it's included with the MK6. So if you bought the MK, uh, the TV Master 4 Plus 2, you had the option of purchasing a gun to go along with it. Otherwise, you just had an MK, otherwise you had a TV Master 4 without the gun stuff, okay? So does that <laughs> make any sense? Two games you can just look at. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Uh, now, uh, so it's it's kind of neat that it came with a gun. I kind of like that. Uh, the, uh, uh, of course, what are the gun games? You're basically shooting at a bouncing ball. It, it's uh, the you're shooting at the pong ball with the with the gun. Yeah. Still, it'd be kind of neat. I couldn't find any pictures of the gun that came with this, but I'm assuming it's, it's what, very realistic. Is it? Yeah, I figured yeah. It, I figured it would be. You know, we should mention uh, we didn't really get into it. We should talk about the controllers. If you're watching the video of this, you'll see on the on the screen is that there are two ports. These are uh, these are not wired controllers. These are actually plug-in controllers, and they're small little paddles. You hold them in your hands, and they've got a little rotating wheel on them. Uh, I've used that sort of paddle before. They, it's. I will say one thing about those: when you're playing pong, like that is the ultimate way to play pong. Nowadays, if you try to it. play it with the joystick, so it just sucks. You need really need the. You really need that little spinner. And I, these things were apparently small, but fairly functional. And otherwise... Now, Aaron, pretty... just as a little tangent here. Yeah. Do you think that it's odd that rotary controls and light guns were sort of the first input devices for video games? <laughs> it's funny you should mention it because it is to me... You think... I'd always think of light guns as a, a more modern affair. and But, you know, we know that they were around... Uh, for a long time, we know the technology was around well before video games. Right, that's right. We we both come from a background where we uh, with a lot of like of your classic, like your arcade mechanical arcade games, and those things were a staple of the arcade. So there's no reason why they couldn't bring them home. It just it is odd. I guess the fact that you've got the gun and you're shooting the pong ball, but I mean, I remember playing games with the gun, and it was I mean, it was sort of fun that you've got a gun. That's always a good time. We're Americans, yeah. we love that. So. You got to have the gun, uh, but it is strange to me. It's also strange that the paddle uh, sort of made a comeback with the twenty six hundred. You know, when they when they had the paddle games, you can see where why they did that because it does the control is elite when it comes to these sorts of games. I kind of miss the paddle, to be honest with you. Now, uh, you have to look. I, besides the the uh, paddle and the gun, of course, you had steering wheel games, which is just a paddle with a bigger wheel yeah and then do you think that they switched to joystick type games joystick and and well the button's always been kind of there uh but do you think they switched to joystick games for cost or do you think they switched to joystick type games due to uh easeability well i don't think it's easier to play i don't think it's either one of those things i just think that there you could do a thousand times more stuff with a joystick than you can with a knob I mean, okay, you're really limited fair. with a knob, so I'd say that's the reason. So, but that's it's fair. funny we'll get into that here in a minute because guess what? These things eventually grow out of the 
<laughs> grow out of, of, of having one of these. So here's a picture of the MK6, uh, by the way. Again, exactly the same as the one we just looked at, except this one came with a gun. So there you go. So the next one on the docket here, uh, uh, and you'll see a naming uh, uh, cadence here. This is the MK8. Now, this one's a, a little bit different looking. Uh, it's got a big rotating knob, and you'll notice it's got, guess what, two joysticks on it there, the Brent. Um, this one came with 10, uh, or excuse me, this one came with eight built-in games. I almost jumped the gun there. I don't want to give them too many games, uh, which it was basically all the games you saw before. Uh, it also came with, uh, let me see here, uh, you get you got your target games, you got uh, squash, two squashes. This one also had a football, tennis, ice hockey games on it as well. So they added, of course, we all know what that means. You've got, <laughs> it's just basically the same thing with some additional crap. And that's how they kept releasing these things over and over. So you know if they're going to have the MK8, uh, okay, then you know what's next, right? Bam. It's Double the, digit time. It's the it's the TV Master MK10. Now this one had ten games. It had uh, Target One, Target Two, Basket One, Basket Two, Grid Ball, Squash One, Squash Two, Football, Tennis, and Ice Hockey. Okay. This one had two detachable paddles with analog joysticks and fire buttons. Now, one thing that you'll notice there is that this game has shooting games, but this doesn't have a gun. This actually has you playing the shooting games with the joystick. So this is, they've kind of did away with the gun at this point. Now, you notice that I've mentioned all these black and white systems, right? Well, guess what? Every one of these systems had a color equivalent, okay? So uh, the color equivalents for the games were the TV color, the color TV game, the color TV game 4 plus 2, the color TV game MK6, and then I'm going to highlight one of the color ones because it was the last one they released of this sort, which was BAM. This is the color TV game MK10, okay? So this nice. was the this was like the big dog of this series, okay? Uh, this one had all the aforementioned games. Uh, this one had, uh, this one ha also had all kinds of uh, options on it. Now, this one I managed to get a hold of the, of the flavor text on the box. So check this out. This is this is how they push this game. It says ten separate push buttons for game selection. Games include football, ice hockey, grid ball, basketball, solo basketball, tennis, squash, squash solo, plus two built-in remote control shooting games, joystick hand controls for X Y movement, automatic on-screen scoring, scores color keyed for each player. Built-in push-button firing device for shooting game. <laughs> they make that sound awful awesome. Different authentic sounds for hit, rebound, and score. Selectable fast and slow ball speeds for professional and amateur ratings. Bat sizes separately adjustable for left and right player. Allowing for handicap. That's what you wanted. Selectable auto and manual service. Suitable on most sizes and brands of color or black and white TVs. So there you go. That was that was the big moose of, of a game. Yes, the yes, the joysticks, yeah, because that's really all you would need, right? Because that's so, Well, technically, I guess up and down. Yeah. They uh they they these are from what I've read, these are joysticks that get they're two directional joysticks. So that's what that's the that was the last one, as far as I could tell, that they actually released. Again, dates on this vary, but this was somewhere in the late 70s. So if this is the one 
I guess if you're going to get one of these, you might as well get this one. Although it does suck that you don't get the gun, you know, because yeah. I would, I would, I would kind of like to, uh, to play with, with a gun on one of these. That's the whole family of the Benetones, Brent. Uh, uh, I have a question, Aaron. Yeah. Can you imagine if a console released uh, in today's world with 10 included games? Well, I mean, uh, many consoles do. Where's our mini Pong? That's not the worst idea now that I think about it. A mini Pong release that would play on an HDMI TV and have Man. like all the games. Come on, that's a good idea. I'm giving that's that's, that's I'm giving someone big money right there. Eh. Let me. Do you think you would prefer the the uh, joystick or the or the dial? I I hate rotary controls. I'm just really. I, I shouldn't say that. I'm really bad with rotary controls. I'm great with analog sticks, uh, but. Uh, rotary controls. I don't know, man. My brain just doesn't doesn't work that way. You know, I regret billing you as the King Dong of Pong. In retrospect, oh, that was. I told you, man. I told you right <laughs> off the bat. I'm really bad with rotary controls. I'm okay with steering wheels for driving games, like stuff like pole position, where you've got to really move left and right fast. I'm okay with that. But when it comes to rotary controls, uh, for say Tempest. Or obviously all your pongs, your arcanoids, I'm really bad at them, and it's one of the reasons, one of the many, many reasons why I absolutely hate breakout style games. Uh, is the controls? I want to uh, before we move down to uh, the wheel here. I want to thank a couple of people. You know, information on these systems was surprisingly difficult to find, and, uh, and I've used a couple of sources. I want to thank the video portions of this. I want to thank Scratch Literate. Uh, check out his YouTube page. Uh, he, he really saved my bacon on, on more than a few of these, uh, the Brent. And then when yeah. it comes to looking up these uh, these these models here, I want to thank old-computers.com. They really had the whole line of the Benetones, and that saved my honey. It's funny, right before we went on air, you were asking me about the Benetone uh, that uh, had a cartridge slot. I didn't know what you were talking about. And sure enough, I looked it up. I don't think this was part of the uh, 8500 chip series, but there was a model that Benetton put out called the Benetton Superstar. And this was a uh, system that had a uh, cartridge slot in it. And yep. this apparently was licensed from Magnavox. Now, it doesn't really fall under the umbrella of what we're talking about today, but it's something for the future. We might have to take a look at the Benetton Superstar I should mention a little bit about Benetton before we go, because the, the fact that the the company made all these and is still uh, they were still around. I, I think ultimately they've been gobbled up. Uh, they were a UK company founded in '58, uh, by the way. So they were yeah way back the brand. And uh, in the United Kingdom, the founder was a guy named Partap Levani, and were headquarters. They were headquartered in Hong Kong eventually. As of 2016, 2018, they were making uh, uh, mobile telephones, phones for older seniors, uh, two-way radios, baby monitors, tablets, and GPSs. Um, it was started in 58 by two brothers, Gulu Lavani and Partap Lavani. Gulu, Gulu and Partap. Those are names <laughs> I've never heard before. The company... Uh, uh, Benetton was named after their sister, Benna. What do you think of that? B-I-N-A. There you go. So there you go. There you go. 
Uh, it says here in 83, Benetton was the first in Europe with fixed-line consumer products that could be bought at electronic retailers. So I don't what so that's kind of neat. Uh, in 2008, Dino Lavani, which is the son of Gulu, purchased the company and took over as the chairman. Get this, Benetton, and this will mean something to people in the UK. Benetton was the official shirt sponsor of Queens Park Rangers Football Club from 2003 <laughs> to 2006, and uh, they also, I think, eventually they merged. They somehow went in with AEG Motorola. Something went down. I don't think they're still a uh, uh, an independent company, but just a few years ago they were still uh, rocking around. So it's kind of neat that the people that made these uh, that made these Pong machines so long ago uh, were still lingering around. But any final thoughts on the uh, Benetton series here? You know, it's important to understand our history, right? And, yes. and in video games, it's even more important, especially nowadays when you get so down with all of the uh, video game news that's out. Nowadays, it's all so depressing. All these AAA companies are doing such horrible things. When you get a chance to step back and look at the simple beginnings and really focus on the technological uh, side and the advancements that were made, it makes you smile. And it makes me so happy that we went down this road because I, you know, it's been a, it's been a rough week. It's been a rough week, and this had me smiling ear to ear making these connections and reviewing these old games so thumbs yeah. up to the benetton this was fun i really did enjoy researching it uh and i do recommend if you do have a mister pick up the uh 8500 core uh it's fun it's it, it's not something you're gonna play forever but everything's built right into it just go in there and play it and you can see what it was like to play games circa 1977 then you turn that sucker off and you load up some Super Nintendo or some X6800 or 1000, whatever you want. Play something like that. You can see the quantum leap we made in just a few short years. Speaking of quantum leaps, Brent, oh. let's leap violently and quantumly on the wheel. Here we go. You know, the wheel is technically just the big rotary control here. There you go. And you hate dials. So, Brent, this week, oh, man, this is what I'm, I'm not looking forward to our retro rewind piece the xegs retari the zegs uh console and our new piece this week you know it's trouble when it's chat subject choice so you people oh, in the geez. chat room you better pay attention because we may be calling upon you if that gets spun this is the wheel piece where you in the chat the live chat right now would pick what we would do next week brent are you ready i am here we go Pua! Don't do a wheel dance. And the winner is... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, man. This is going to go down hard. The, oh, the Ohio Scientific Challenger. Suggested by you, the Brit. What the heck is that? Oh, this was the pain piece for this, this what? Uh, series of wheel pieces. What? This Why? was the hurtful one. Well, what is it? Let's just say we're not we're not going too far far forward in time. Is this a calculator? No. <laughs> no. What did you... It's been so long since I researched this. I don't totally remember what it is. Oh my god. Well, that's just dandy. You want that's... to read that out one more time for the folks at home? Yes, for you at home that want to follow along, we're going to be playing games on the Ohio 
the Ohio Scientific Challenger. I, we live next to Ohio. There's very little science going on there. I can't imagine what this is. That's what's a challenge. It's a challenge for the folks of Ohio. Holy smokes. Okay, man. Well, thank you, everyone, uh, for hooking up with us this week. And before we go, I do want to make a quick uh, announcement, a reminder, if you will, uh, that in just a few short weeks, the Brent, uh, it will go down. It's going to go down. It's going to go down hard. It's going to be ICC, the International Computer Club, Brent. It's going to yes. be the 18th. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to be live. Live Saturday, the 18th of September at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, join myself and the cast of thousands as we all get together to talk ICC, International Computer Club. We're going to have uh, people giving demonstrations, uh, going over book collections, or God knows what. They're going to show off their latest 3D prints, the latest machines they've been working on. Who knows what? I think I'm going to do a little something on the pinball machine for that particular show, Brent. I don't oh, usually contribute. Uh, but uh, if you are a member of our Discord, you can go to the ICC area and sign up. Sign up on the sign-up sheet and go to work. Uh, we'll take any sort of uh, demonstration or talk. Uh, if you're a merchant and you'd like to go in there and, and hawk your wares, uh, you're more than welcome to do that. If you have a publication you want to talk about or a book coming out, whatever you'd like to do, it's pretty much a wide-open forum for anything that's retro computer or classic console game-related. Uh, you are welcome to come in. We'll stream that bad boy, Brent, on, on the Twitch. Uh, that night, and we'll also have uh, it set up to where you can be in there if you'd like. You can, if you're part of our Discord, you can join up with video chat or whatever and be right there in the room. Uh, we always go around the horn in these things and ask people if they have anything going on they want to talk about. So everyone's involved. It's a Saturday night, Tech Boy, September 18th, Saturday. It'll be 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think that's all we got, bro. You got anything you want to chat chat with before we go? Real quick, I want to uh, apologize for the third week in the row. I do suck. Uh, Air Shack is not quite in our uh, supporter video yet. Yet he is a supporter. Uh, this week, I, I solely blame the release of Humankind. Uh, I I've played it for about thirty hours now, <laughs> and uh, I'm having a good old time. But it is distracted me from my responsibilities and i do apologize for you know that. you told me you couldn't come over and play pinball this week because you were too yeah. busy and you spent 30 hours playing that game you're a geek that's all i'm done with you pal that's it he, he disappeared that's the way it should be until next week everybody thanks for joining us and for god's sakes play some pong today go oh thanks for joining us today we hope you enjoyed the show we want to say a special thank you to Duncan Styles for our vector style graphic and Bartbit for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning for as little as a dollar a month? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG presents just like these fine folks. C9K9, Jerry Dennington, John Teichman, Retroalgy, James Shackle, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, Orom, Super Tech Boy, Dave Terrence, Mr. B, Roushy, Graham, W, Betkey, Dave Velociraptor, Bernhard Lucas, Steve Rathmussen, Anthony Jarvis, Pachaco6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Flack, O'Hara, Jason Warns, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, 
Frodo Vanell, The Slow Norris, John Schaller, Terry Heather, oh, Terry Howard, Olaf Hope, and Rolo! Supporters get access to the Discord channel and their names caught out in the credits. Don't want to explain another credit card bill? That's okay too. You can leave us a positive review on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Have an idea for a wheel piece? Send it to us at argpresents at mail.com. We film live every Sunday, 10 a.m. EDT. We hope to see you there.